Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. We are rolling along on a Thursday VEASAN final countdown. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside Matt Brown, live from our South Point studio in Viva Las Vegas. We've been talking a lot of NFL because we have Thursday night football upon us coming up tonight. The Patriots going head-to-head with the Buffalo Bills, AFC East rivals, and this is an important game for the division, for when it comes to AFC standings, lots of good stuff. Did you realize, like, this is something that caught me off guard and maybe it shouldn't have because the Bills are 8-3, and three, but that they're still out here just, like, trying to get a win in the division. Right just like that. Yeah. Like, that happened? Yeah. Smooth. For just our radio that. listeners, yeah. Yeah. that made no sense. Mm-hmm. We'll caught you <laughs> off guard. Uh, no, because I just – and I, I knew that it was the case mm-hmm. that they were winless in the division, but it still just sounds so odd to me to think that Buffalo's 0-2 in the division and could fall to 0-3 if the Patriots somehow worked one out at home. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – Kind of like what we were saying yesterday is I the the one seed in the AFC is still very much up for grabs. I mean, it's only a you know, Chiefs are only a two point favorite against against Cincinnati this week, and I mean, this is all of these games are still very very important for that mm-hmm. for again for the all important buy because we talk about when you get in the playoffs and you get a free win, a free win in the playoffs is huge. It's massive. It's awesome. Everybody wants it. So it is. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting whenever we we kind of look and say like, oh wow. In a weird way, the Titans and the Ravens, like you would never even think, are still live as far as like the one seed overall. So it's it's it is wide, wide, wide open. Yeah, the Bills uh, currently in the top wild card spot of the playoff picture. The Patriots' first team out in that AFC 
picture that you saw on your screen a moment ago. So if the playoffs were to start today, that's how things would play out. Uh, Bills, of course, still the odds on minus 225 favorite to win the division. Miami plus 275, Jets 10 to 1, Patriots 25 to 1. So that ain't going to happen, Captain. But it is time to dive into some of the alternate betting angles of this Thursday night football game in Prop Watch. You can't hold back. You have to do the little. (laughs) (laughs) I went higher on the mic this time, though, because you told me that it sounded like weird. It sounds like you're spitting. So that's why I went over the top and over the top of it that time. (laughs) Uh, I was talking over the top of the microphone. Prop watch. And um, there is one prop that you and I both. I feel like this keeps on happening on a week to week basis. At least like one of our props is the same one or very similar, whether it's the Monday night or the Thursday night game. There's one a week that I feel like we are very simpatico on. Mm -hmm. And in this case tonight, it is Josh Allen going over his rushing yards. I got a better number in terms of the yardage by a single yard, but you got a better number in terms of the price. So I got minus 135 for him to go over 42 and a half yards. And I wish I had your minus 115 at 43 and a half because I think Josh Allen could very easily go over 50. Yeah. And and so there's another, there's another like couple of things behind this too, which is the Patriots played a lot of men. And when, you know, you play a lot of man and if you're turning and running with your guy, a guy like Josh Allen it's going to create opportunities for him to to run as well, right? So even if it's not designed runs, when he looks and sees and, okay, everyone's backs to him, he's just going to take off, right? And, I mean, that's another good reason to to bet him here from a from a rushing standpoint. And plus, look, like we mentioned, I mean, this is, this is a very massive, huge, huge, huge game for Buffalo. I mean, like, this is a season-altering game if they were to lose this. Like, this is huge, huge, huge for them. And I think Josh Allen's that type of dude that – if you got to, if he's got to go get seven yards, you can go mm-hmm. get seven yards, right? And if that means ducking his head and taking a massive hit, it's just going to be that's the way it's going to be. So I kind of projected him for at least ten carries in this game, and if if we're getting at least ten carries out of him, then we should we should pretty easily because again, some of those are going to be design runs, but a lot of these are going to be scrambles in which he mm-hmm. picks up 12, 13, 14 yards again, you know, somewhere along the way because he's 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 got the defense turned around. So, yeah, I got him about 10 carries, and with about 10 carries, I've got him, you know, getting over this, uh, this rushing total. Yeah, some numbers for you people that need that to support us. Uh, mm-hmm. He had 78 rushing yards on 10 attempts against the Lions and a touchdown, gone 78-plus in three of his last four games and hit this number eight times already this season. Allen is well in the last three meetings against the Patriots last year. He rushed for just 39 yards in the one game, that wind game that we talked about that was a really wonky one. Um, the other two, 66 yards on six carries, 64 yards on 12. And the Pats have struggled against the run this season. On the road mm-hmm. this year as well, Allen has had at least eight rushing attempts in each of those games. So we both feel like the attempts will be there um, and the yard should as well. His longest rush is 15 and a half. And I mean, he could pop one any given time, but that's just not a prop that I had interest in. I just stuck with the straight up yardage. There's going to be a lot of talk as we head into this game. And maybe it's even happened over the course of today. If you've been listening to, Oh man, you know, the, Jonathan Jones in, is going to shadow Steph Diggs, and it's gonna it's, it's gonna really knock down his production stuff like that. For one, it's very I think it's unlikely that he shadows Diggs as it is anyway. He hasn't the couple of times he shadowed this year. Listen, Jones has been awesome as a rookie, he's been phenomenal. But the couple of times he has shadowed this year, it hasn't gone all that great for him, and it's it seems like he does prefer to just play aside, and so. 
I don't know if Belichick is going to put him in a position to have to shadow a guy that is as talented as Steph Diggs, where Steph Diggs has actually crushed shadow coverage in his his, his whole career, right? Anyone that's tried to shadow Steph Diggs has, has not come out on the winning end of that more times than not. So I, I, I get the analysis, and yes, Jones has been very good, but Steph Diggs is just a different animal. And, and I one, I can't imagine them putting him in that situation to begin with, and even if they do – it's probably not going to slow down Steph Diggs all that mm-hmm. much anyway. So just something to kind of keep in mind because I i bet you you've either heard that already today or you're going to hear it before we get to kick off, but it's not anything that I would be worried about. If you if you are bullish on a Diggs prop, I would not have the fact that, that Jones is out there like try to knock you off of that or whatever. Did you think that Gabe Davis's number was maybe a touch low or do you think it was on? Well, for me, I think it's uh, I think it's on right now because they've really tried, and maybe this has just been uh, maybe this has just been the way that the defense has been playing them here recently. But they've been trying to get McKenzie really like worked into this offense a whole lot more, and so the the Davis targets really have just come down with all that. And so I I looked at that a little bit, but then it seems they really want to get the ball in McKenzie's hands a lot more. And so with that, it kind of kept me kind of kept me off of that. Okay. Somebody that the Patriots have liked to get the ball in his hands is Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we talk about on the ground, no Damian Harris today. So Ramondre largely going to get that bulk of the load, but I'm actually looking to his receiving yards prop because that's where he's gotten a lot of bang for his buck. The number sitting 37 and a half. I took over at minus 120. He had 76 yards receiving last week, 56 the week before. Also has games of 72 and 59. Five plus targets in the past game, each of the last five games. And also just a little fun one for those of you that have these alternate numbers available. If it's of interest to you, DraftKings, for example, um, Ramondre Stevenson has been kind of feast or famine in this area. So he either goes way over or he Mm -hmm. doesn't touch the number. So there's an alt total at 50 yards at plus 165 on DraftKings that could be a fun, intriguing one if you're looking for some plus money value. His total for rushing and receiving yards sitting at 103 and a half at minus 115. Um, so maybe that's an attractive market as well. Yeah, I think that if they're, I think if they're smart, right? I mean that they they get him involved early and often as well. It's kind of like the same deal with Diggs, right? I think that like. You you if you're the Patriots you get Stevenson involved early if you're the if you're the Bills you get Diggs involved early and often and try to kind of get him really into the game you know like the, these diva wide receivers sometimes <laughs> when they don't get the ball early you know like they start to just kind of dog it a little bit so, so like get him super involved nice and early that's why I, I thought pretty hard about playing the over on Diggs receptions at six at six and a half and, and betting the over that he gets to seven. I haven't pulled the trigger quite yet. I'm going to see what that juice looks like whenever we get close to it. If I can get some plus money, some decent plus money on the over on the six and a half, I might get there. And again, this I don't I don't like betting these props a lot of times where I'm just trying to guess what these coaches are going to do because a lot of times I'm wrong. Because guess what? I've never coached mm. one single game You're not in a the coach. NFL. Not You're not one. a doctor. No, never, I know a lot never, of things that you won. aren't. Curious yes. still what you are, but yes. no. <laughs> yes. Uh, just de- devastatingly handsome for Obviously. me. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Especially but, with that new haircut. But it's, My uh, goodness. But like seven receptions <laughs> and some plus money here. Again, I, I. it seems to me that the way that you want to kind of go about this, with, especially with some little bit of offensive line woes that they've got going on with with the Bills as well, Quick passes, get it out of his, get it out of Josh's hands a little bit quicker. Try to maybe get digs on some quick slants, maybe even some bubble screen type stuff, just to to get him involved early and often. So, again, if, I'll see what the 
see what the juice looks like as we get a little bit closer. If I can get some plus money, I might even play that. Has just, gone over this. Just for a snort, not for like, just, not for a lot. Yeah. Just for a snort. Yeah. Uh, has gone over that number two of the last three games, by the way, in terms of the receptions. Had eight against the Lions and 12 against the Vikings. Uh, you think that this is going to be a higher scoring game. You took the over tonight. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to be the beneficiary of some of those targets in the red zone? Any any time touchdown numbers that should stood we, out to you? Should we do some? Should we do some first touchdown? Should we just pick? Should we, should we should we just <gasps> pick a first it. touchdown? We rooted so hard for one on Monday. I night know football. that was actually it was or a very was, fun sweat. Whatever it was, I don't remember. Was it Monday? Monday? Uh, yeah, it was Monday. Monday. It was Monday. It was Monday. Yes, yes, Monday. It was a fun sweat. It was. It was an incredibly fun um, sweat. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. why these are these are amazing. I love these things. <laughs> Give All right, first me. touchdown for me. I will take. I'm going in in the in the draft. Guess what? Josh Allen calls his own number plus nine fifty. I knew you were going to say that. Josh Allen. That's a good one. Josh yes. Allen calls mm. his own number plus nine fifty. He's going to get in from the three yard line. That's what it is. Give me then, since you took mm-hmm. the one that I liked. Oh, so is it, no, I'm going to go Isaiah McKenzie, 16 to one. Oh, I like, oh, all right. I'm actually going to put this in the account because like, I'm, if we're, if we're, if we're do saying it, it we're some, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Plus I don't want the, I don't want that. Like, oh wow, that happened. And I'm, and I get like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I get absolutely nothing out of that. So yeah, that's going to be in the account. All right. Once again, the line sitting pretty stable. Currently the Patriots getting Three and a half. So a lot of respect for Bill Belichick's squad at home against the Bills in this one. That line has moved earlier in the week from five and a half now to that three and a half, but has stayed pretty stable today. We're going to step aside when we come back. VEASAN zone. Adam Burke on the desk with us. It's time for some college football championship week edition conversation. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You guys are not going to believe this. VEASAN did it again. They have extended the Cyber Monday deal. Sign up today. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You get the daily recap of top plays made from show hosts and guests. Tools like the betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game. Deep dive, daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers will get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store when you sign up today. The VEASAN store, great place to shop for sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, other great gear. But hurry up. We don't know how long this extension is going to last. Not going to last long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get in there like swimwear. It's going to be fun. There's good stuff on there. It's uh, What's the if number? Any, if anyone's wondering, it is $132.97 Canadian. And uh, I wish it was more expensive for my Canadian friends up, up there because uh, they didn't they did me dirty yes. here in the World Cup. And I uh, didn't get me a single pert. Not even a half pert. Matt Brown is a bitter, bitter I man. I am. I am. I'm bitter as Just my friends up north. Just because I have a group stage lead. You do. Welcome and then, to- and then our friend, Annie McNeil. Pick the Kraken to win today. Uh, and I say, uh, you're dead to me, Andy McNeil. Dead to me, Andy McNeil. I thought you liked the Kraken. No, I hate the Kraken. Oh. Why isn't there a shirt in the Vista store with Matt Brown's face on it that just has Kraken in like 48 point and, font and, 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 underneath like, and it's it. actually cracking because it's cracking. Crack, there you go. Cra- Bam. For anyone who just said, whose voice is that? Adam Burke, welcome to the program. Vista betting analyst, appreciate you joining us and putting up with our shenanigans like you do every week around this time. Have you been getting in on the World Cup fun? No. No, well, actually, I went and watched a game on Tuesday down at Circa just to sort of take in the atmosphere, see what it was like. Uh, was I know little, how it's been like here. How has it been at Circa? Uh, it was it was very subdued because the game meant so much, obviously. You know, they mm-hmm. scored that first goal and then had the second one taken away by the uh, very, very close offsides call. But other than that, it was just people on the edges of their seats, honestly. It wasn't yeah. quite the party it was I saw when, when Mexico was playing and all their fans mm-hmm. were there. Uh, that was... It was like a block party. I it was know. Awesome. It's been crazy. Uh, it's definitely been fun to follow, even though, I mean, we've been very honest and open about, like, our World Cup bets have just been exclusively for fun. We're not doing a whole lot. It's just something for us to do to feel like we are a part of it all. You somehow, though, have managed to cover college football, NFL, baseball, at least now, has simmered down. But with that, college hoops is in the mix again for you. So I hear you're starting a new article up soon. Yeah, so, you know, we have JBT's really good article on the NBA Daily. Andy McNeil does a great job with the NHL. One thing we didn't have was a college basketball article. He didn't do a job today. Do a good job today. Sorry. Andy (laughs) McNeil did not do a good job today. So that is a false statement by by Adam here on the You're just getting mad. And he, too, is a Canadian. So you're angry with Andy and just Canada in general today. You are not a fan. Yes, just 
seriously. <laughs> Send me some Tim Hortons maybe, and then we'll go. We'll we'll go from there. Sorry about that, but it's just no, like it's listen, okay. you you were saying falsities, and I had to correct you on that. That's fair. All right. All right. Well, something that's not false is I will be doing a college <laughs> basketball article here coming up on Monday over at Vston.com. Uh, probably like two or three of my favorite bets for the day. Something we'll do Monday through Friday. Obviously, weekends are still dominated by football at this point in time with the bowl season coming up. You know, the NFL playoff chase is on. But we'll start that college basketball article here Monday through Friday over at VEASAN.com. And uh, I'll also be linking to the daily lines that Greg Peterson has every day. That's a really useful tool over there at the website. And also the college basketball betting splits to make it easy for you to check those out. Awesome stuff. You're the man. I don't know how you handle as many things here at the network as you do, but we're very appreciative. Uh, When it comes to college football, though, it is conference championship week. And while some games maybe don't feel as important as they would have been had there not been a conference championship game being played in the college football playoff ahead. There is still some opportunity from a betting perspective. So what was one game that maybe stood out above the rest for you this week? Well, a game that I believe you'll be going to in Detroit, correct? The Mac? The sideline reporter for that. Yeah, so Toledo and Ohio, I mean – this is a really unfortunate set of circumstances for both of these teams. They could both be missing their starting quarterbacks here. We know Curtis, Curtis Rourke is not going to play for Ohio. There's a chance maybe that Daquan Finn can go for Toledo, but he was in a walking boot on the sideline last week after coming out and not playing particularly well. If he's out there, he'll be a handicap for Toledo, I think. He's just nowhere near 100%. I think this is an under game to me. I think both of these teams are going to go into this game without their starting quarterbacks, and they're going to be looking to make as few mistakes as possible, which generally leads to a very conservative, very vanilla type of game plan. I think that that's exactly what this game is with a lot of running of the football. So even though it's the Mac and the defenses aren't particularly good, I think under 55 is the play up there at Ford Field. Yeah, and Curtis Rourke, who was just named the Mac Player of the Year yesterday with him being done just speaking to the run game like cj harris who will be playing for him is a dual threat quarterback he is uh, he had three rushing touchdowns last week against bowling green in their season finale and uh just for reference because i because i am something like you've game. almost prepared for that game or something <laughs> because i am covering the game and i um even after talking to the toledo coaches yesterday still doubled back to listen to jason candle um in his mac media press conference availability earlier today to see if maybe he was going to give any sort of an edge to the quarterback situation Situation, and he said he felt encouraged by the way that Daquan Finn had been practicing so far this week, but they're still trying to see how they're going to utilize both of their quarterbacks. Tucker Gleason, by the way, who's the backup quarterback, has a broken uh, non-throwing hand and has a pin in his pinky, so we'll be playing with that bad boy. And, and that there. line did go back up to minus three. It was down to minus two. Now it's back up to minus three. Again, maybe has something to do with the word encouraged about Daquan mm-hmm. Finn. But, you know, it still seems like as of now, people still taking a cautious approach to the side, which is why I think the total is to play. Yeah, we saw that money come in on Ohio early um, and has since kind of ticked back up here today. Um, another game that I have interest in is in the American Conference and Tulane UCF going head to head. It seems like a little bit more money has been coming in on that uh, UCF side because the numbers bumped up to four. I believe a lot of places was sitting three, three and a half. And I've seen some fours out there now. Yeah, so what's really interesting about this game is these two teams played on November 12th. The line was Tulane minus one, and UCF went to New Orleans and won that game 38-31. So UCF has the head-to-head win on the road, similar spot to this game, but this line is up to four. Why is that? Because UCF's quarterback, John Reese Plumley, who had, I think, 170-something rushing yards in that first meeting, he's very banged up. He's got a hamstring issue. He re-aggravated it last week against South Florida. I'm kind of surprised he played, to be totally honest with you. But he came up hobbling after his second touchdown. 
he speak, talk about dual threat quarterbacks. He is very much one for this UCF team, and he's not 100%. I don't even know if he'll go in this game. Maybe that's why this line is kind of gradually creeping up a little bit, but my line in the game was Tulane minus 5.5, even assuming Plumlee was able to go. So there was a little bit of line equity for me anyway, but I, I think Tulane minus 3.5, and, and you can still find some. I think that's a good look in this game where UCF probably has to go with the backup, and if they mm-hmm. don't, again, a starting quarterback that's not fully healthy. So we got Clemson as more than a touchdown dog to UNC, at least the number that you got. What do you like here in back in the dog at seven and a half? Yeah, so look, for North Carolina, I mean, I know their defense is bad. Mm-hmm. I, I fully understand that. But also, Clemson's offense is not very good. Will Shipley really carries the load for this team. I think if you're North Carolina, you just flood the box and you say, DJ Uyunglele will beat me. I don't know how. I don't know how he's going to be able to do it, but he's going to have to do it. And I think for North Carolina here, they'll just stack up against the run and see if it works for them. I think it allows this game to stay relatively close. Also, Drake May has kind of struggled a little bit here down the stretch for North Carolina. I don't know if there's something going on or not, but one of the big angles in this game that I looked at is Clemson on the season has 36 sacks in 12 games. Drake May has been sacked 34 times. So I think these two defenses will be able to have some measure of success, kind of slow this game down a little bit. I played under 63 and a half. It's kind of 63 across most of the market now. Uh, you can still find 63 and a half, though. I just think that this is kind of a lower scoring game than people expect where Drake May is going to get harassed. DJ is not very good. Maybe we see Cade Klubnik come into this game at some point. But I think North Carolina getting the points and the under are two bets I like in that game. Yeah, both those teams, once they clinch their respective divisions, just kind of have not looked very good these last right. couple And then of you weeks. have to flip the switch, right? You have mm-hmm. to, like, come back, like, get back into playing a game that means everything to you to win your conference championship. It's not always the easiest thing to do when you've kind of been coasting a little bit. And I know Clemson had the rivalry game last week against South Carolina, and we all saw how that went. I mean, DJ had under 100 passing yards against the South Carolina defense, which is decent, but not great. Are we surprised that, like, Dabo just keeps pushing for DJU the way that he no. has? no. Because he can't admit that he's wrong. He has Correct. to like, yeah, yeah. He, has to, he has to just keep trotting him out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's clearly and, and not working. Larger scale discussion regarding Clemson mm-hmm. going forward. If Cade Klubnik is not the guy, and we mm-hmm. know that Dabo has been very critical of paying college players and the NIL and all that. I've been on record as saying, I felt like South Carolina was going to beat Clemson within the next couple mm-hmm. of years, two, three years. They wound up doing it this year, but I think Clemson's reign of terror in the ACC Maybe slowing down mm-hmm. a little bit now. I think the the Dabo shtick is is maybe not really selling a lot of these right. kids anymore. Where it was kind of like this little like oh you know, good old boy guy and all the things. It's I don't know if that that really moves the needle anymore. What do you think has changed for Drake May? I know you said you think maybe maybe he could have something going on, but if not, why has he been off? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question because I mean NC State's a solid defense. Georgia Tech is is you know kind of below average. It was surprising to see him struggle in those two games. Maybe it was just simply a matter of the games didn't really matter a whole lot and the team just wasn't fully engaged. But, you know, he is also a dual threat guy. He's also their leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the abuse after, you know, playing 12 games. You just kind of wear down a little bit. Yeah, I felt terrible being on the sideline for that Georgia Tech game and just seeing all of his Heisman candidacy hopes go out the window because nothing seemed to go right um, in that game. They were such a big favorite. Okay, we still have a few more college football games to get. Uh, Michigan, Purdue, USC, Utah ahead. Don't go anywhere. You'll get to those as well as some NFL picks from Adam when we come back on Beeson Final Countdown.
This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes all in action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match that public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way. vcin's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back to vcin Final Countdown alongside Matt Brown and Storm. Stormy Bonantoni, VEASAN betting analyst Adam Burke on the desk with us talking some college football and one of the games that we didn't get to earlier, Purdue, a huge underdog against Michigan, who, of course, just, I mean, is coming off such a high beating Ohio State in the fashion that they did this past week. They are not going to have Blake Corum, but that has not changed this number one bit sitting there at the seventeen. No, and they didn't really have Blake Corum last week against Ohio State either, and it didn't really matter at all. They just dominated the second half of that game. And this one here... I, I want no part of the side. Uh, there's certainly a possibility that there's a little bit of a hangover for Michigan in the first half, but Purdue's also not very good. I mean, the Big Ten West was not good a, in general, so I don't know if Purdue can even keep this close, but one thing I do think, and I'm intrigued to see that this number has gone up a little bit, 52.5 down at Circa, 53 behind us here at South Point. I like the under in this game. I think this is one where for Michigan, you know, maybe you win this game 31-13, something like that. You are under no incentive to run up the score. You're not going to put anybody at risk no. in the second half if you don't have to. And they should be able to physically win this game in the trenches. I mean, they just did it to Ohio State. They should definitely do it to a team like Purdue. So I think the under is the way to go. I played under 52. I actually thought this would go a little bit lower from a total standpoint. The fact that it's gone higher, I don't know if maybe people think that Michigan will throw more without Corum or something like that. But look, Last week, Michigan won on explosive plays, but that's not really what they did throughout the course of the regular season, and Purdue didn't at all. Purdue was 108th in plays of 20 or more yards, and they were 6th in the country in pass attempts. So they throw the ball a ton, but without explosive plays. So I just don't see a lot of big gains in this game. I just see Michigan methodically going downfield and winning, maybe covering, but I think staying under the total. Yeah, you're, I 100% on the Michigan motivation angle, though. I mean, for sure. it's They don't have anybody... They don't have anybody in the Heisman race. They don't have anybody. Like, there's no. There's absolutely no reason. Like you're mentioning, if, if they get up three scores, what, if it would be malpractice if there are people out there, right? If yep. they're up three scores, because again, it's it makes no difference whatsoever. You're in. You already know you're in. Style points don't matter. Any of that stuff. How frustrating is it if you're sitting in USC and TCU's chair this week? knowing that you made your conference championship game and all it can do is either just cement, oh, hey, you're here and you should be here, or you're out, even though this week you're you're in, you shouldn't have to do anything else. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's it's an inherent flaw with the system, and I understand the frustration for, you know, Trojans fans and, and also, you know, especially if they lose the game because we found out Ohio State's in if USC loses. I mean, that's pretty clear unless, I don't know, they're saying Alabama can move ahead of Ohio State. I, Maybe if LSU beats Georgia and they give Alabama credit for losing to a team that beat Georgia, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. all, it's all. They're they're going to move the goalposts however they want to. If if USC loses or if both USC and TCU lose, which is definitely a possibility here, it's frustrating to be sure. I mean, at the same time, all you can ask for is controlling your own destiny. Ohio State does not. Ohio, it's for Ohio State. They need USC to lose on Friday night. I'll absolutely be rooting for Utah in that game, but. You know, TCU and USC, they they control their own destiny. And that's all that you can ask for at this time of the year. And for Ohio State, 
Do they deserve to be in? I don't know. But if USC loses, they're going to be. I understand that you're rooting for the Ohio team in this spot, but 100%. I really need USC to cover the two and a half. So I can't be with you on that one. I'm sorry. I won on Utah Moneyline when they played earlier in the regular season, which is funny because that was the week I had a very public breakup with betting Utah on the spread. And then I still ended up betting them Moneyline anyways, but it worked. I finally didn't lose on them. It was, you know, my love for the Utes this year has just gotten the better of me time in and time out. So I'm on the other side tonight uh, on Friday. We'll see how it how it plans out there. I'm understandable. Sure. I mean, I loved Utah coming into the season too. I had their season win total projected around 10 and a half wins based on my power ratings before the season. I had them clearly the best team in the Pac-12. And I mean, they're there. They're in this game. And they did beat USC in the regular season meeting, which was a phenomenal back and forth game, by the way. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see more of the same here. I do think Kyle Whittingham in a second matchup against the team does give Utah something of an edge here. Uh, my lines pick them on the game, so I would lean towards Utah, but I was hoping for a three and a half. It never came, so I won't have any action in this one other than hoping Ohio State backdoors into the playoff and finds a way to look competitive against Georgia. Is that, is that, that's just that's your only that's what you're coming yeah. out of the weekend with. That's all you got. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's, it. that's uh, it. All right, let's switch over to the NFL. Uh, we got the, the the Browns, and you know the you know the Browns as well as anyone. Uh, Browns fan in here. Um, they are Enough seven pumping point, up Ohio tires. They okay? are seven point favorites uh, against the Texans. We know the whole situation here with Deshaun Watson coming back. Look, I played him in a teaser. I, I and I said this like if we knew Deshaun Watson was. If we knew Deshaun Watson was going to be Deshaun Watson, this number would be 10, but we don't know that, and so that's why we're sitting at 7. It's basically in the way, and it's stuck at 7, which is basically the public saying also, eh, this guy hadn't played a lot of football in two years, so I guess we'll just see how this all pans out. Look, this should be an easy win for the Browns, even if he is rusty. Turn around, hand the ball off a million times. It should be it should be an easy win, and uh, you're going to go ahead and lay the 7. Yeah, look, nothing is, is easy for the Browns. I've learned mm-hmm. that in my... 36 years of life. I'm fully aware that nothing comes easy for the Browns. If this line gets to seven and a half somehow, I don't think that it will. It probably would have already if it was going to. It would be their biggest road favorite role since 1995. So there's a massive set of expectations here with Deshaun Watson coming back first start in 700 days. Is he going to be rusty? Maybe, but I mean, Houston is really bad. I don't think people realize how bad this Texans team actually is, especially on the offensive side. And the Browns defense... They've given up some big chunk plays this year. For the majority of the plays, they've been pretty good, but the big gainers have been the problem for them. To me, Houston just doesn't generate any of those. The Browns only have eight takeaways this year. That's why it's hard for them to win by margin. If they're able to get a couple in this game, I think it would be really beneficial for them. But like Matt said, you turn around and hand the ball to Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb runs 25 times for 145 Mm -hmm. yards and three touchdowns in this game or something. And I don't think Houston keeps up. So, I laid it with Cleveland. I think a teaser is a good option as well. But, look, I mean, this is a game that they should win and should win comfortably. Something else that Matt brought up earlier when we talked about this game was just that maybe if you did think that the rust factor was legit with Deshaun Watson, then maybe target a live betting opportunity in-game or the first-half type of a perspective. If you think, hey, if there's anybody Houston's going to get up for, it's Deshaun Watson and the Browns in this spot. Um, so maybe there's an alternate angle, I guess, to betting that game. The other bet that you have in pocket here is a game Matt Brown said he would not touch, and he was mm-hmm. running as far away from as possible. So why do you think that the plus two might be an edge here for the Las Vegas Raiders? One thing I do want to mention real quick about the Browns, they've scored eight touchdowns in the first quarter so far this year. They're really good on the scripted drive. 
Kevin Stefans, it's the one thing that he's been really good at this season is the scripted drive. So that would be my concern. If Cleveland okay. goes out and scores, goes ahead 7 nothing, you may not get a whole lot of live betting equity on the Browns. It's the only thing that would caution me with that. But I do agree with Matt's thought process of if Watson is rusty as he gets into the game, you know, do they become a little bit better of an option? As far as this game goes between the Chargers and the Raiders, there's one really key injury in this game that makes me take the Raiders. And it's Corey Lindsley for the Chargers. He's in concussion protocol, didn't practice on Wednesday. Presume he didn't practice today. Uh, if he did, then I'd be a little bit sour on the Raiders, at least not as strong as I am right now. But the Raiders, are they finally won a couple of close games. They were 0-5 in games decided by six or fewer points. They've won two of them the last two weeks. Statistically speaking, they may be a better team than the Chargers. But the two records are different because the Raiders just have found ways to lose games. Something that the Chargers have been very good at for the last several years. But for me, it's just a situation where the Chargers are so banged up. Mike Williams isn't going to play again. Derwin James has been hurt. They may be missing two starting offensive linemen, specifically Lindsley. Lindsley Pipkins did not go today. Williams, as you mentioned, did not go. Uh, Nasir Adderley was limited for them. Derwin James did get back at practice in a full capacity. I, if I had three screens, I'd have been able to <laughs> pick that up on the fly, too. So, oh, you didn't bring your spaceship? That's I, I did not. I did not bring the command center. But, again, the Lindsley thing, he's graded as a top-two center by pro football focus, and in some respects, the best center in the NFL does not allow pressures. The Raiders haven't gotten to the quarterback enough for my liking this season, but without Lindsley and Pipkins, I think they have a chance. So I think that's why this line's coming down. I think it's actually the offensive line injuries that are bringing this line down. Last minute here, I'm just going to ask every guest that we have until I'm not on the show this week, what do you think about the 49ers and Dolphins coming up on Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) For one thing, I think it's a hell of a game. I'll say that at, at the outside. I think it's a really, really good game. Miami getting four intrigues me here. You know, I mean, I know that San Francisco looks really, really good. They run the football well. They've got a great defense. But Mike McDaniel just seems like an evil genius kind of guy. And he obviously knows this personnel really, really well. Two has been phenomenal in the games that he's started. Uh, I, I think getting four here, I would lean towards the Miami side. I don't know if they win the game, but I, I think getting more than a field goal I kind of like the Dolphins a little bit. Yeah, Sorry. I'm with you. It hurt. Well, it hurts my heart to say that, obviously. Um, and maybe it'll be the same situation where I bet against them when they played the Cardinals. I took the double digits there, and it obviously <laughs> went the complete opposite way. Like, I wouldn't be mad at that happening either if I have a belief on the other side and the 49ers get it done. But, ugh, yeah, I'm going to take the four in the contest, I think. It's just the way it is. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you stopping by. Always fun to be here. Oh, yeah. We're going to take a timeout, but... Wrapping things up on the other side, some final thoughts for Monday, Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday night football coming up. (laughs) Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Wager? <laughs> you went to Alabama. Let me finish this in peace. Right. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all of the action. It's a whole new game. And listen, I just want to let everybody know. My brain is broken, okay? I said it was Monday night football. It's Thursday night football. It is. I can't say the word wager, even though my job is literally to talk perfect, about wagers. You had the perfect opportunity to say, soccer, and uh, you didn't do it. I know. There's all of these things that are, that are going on. The updated. What's wrong with me? Now that we have, you know, whatever. Are we at a group play? No, one more day of group play. Is that what it is? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they're the yeah, deciding one more. group play. The uh, uh, Brazil plus 240 to take it down. So I have the odds on favorite on my team. France is 5 to 1, and Argentina is also 5 to 1. So you have the next two on your squad. The mm-hmm. uh, Spanish squad, Spain is 6 to 1. Then England, 9 to 1. Portugal, 12. Netherlands, 18. And then a big, big jump to all the rest of these teams Croatia, 35. Japan, 65. Uruguay, 80. Morocco, 80. USA, 90. Switzerland's 100. Senegal's 130. Poland, 150. If you think Serbia gets it done, 150 to 1. Ooh. Australia, 200 to 1. Ghana, 
300 to 1. South, South Korea. Korea. 800 to 1. Cameroon. 1,000 to 1. Wow. One American dollar returns $1,000. Just do it, Cameroon. That's Let's my, do it. That's my super underdog. Keep getting me some it points. It is. Let's get this going here. <laughs> 1,000 to 1 on Cameroon. So I have the betting favorite, but you have uh, you have three of the next four. I like the sound yeah. of that. Yes. I will yeah. say. Um, Argentina's number has gone... Down, we saw it fluctuate a little bit, obviously, with the big upset against Saudi Arabia. To start things, they were as high as, I want to say, 8-1, to one, even 7-1 to one two days ago, but now down to that 5-1. to one. Um, So that's that's the one where I feel the most comfortable, um, even though them and France are kind of tied for that second short shot in this spot because <laughs> I know so yeah. much about We were actually talking in the break. I forgot to tell you that Ooh. I was so excited because we do these updated quarterlies on how some of our preseason bets have gone and whatnot. And I have one that has come home already. Um, I did two just kind of randomly placed. And I thought them through, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But Steph and I, on my previous show, My Guys in the Desert, did like this alpha bets segment where we racked our brains and came up with bets to do A through Z in the alphabet. This is what we call summer programming, folks. But I yeah. bet I bet them all. Don't, and don't, don't worry about that with me. I'll be gone. I, I, I just, like, I just, <laughs> yeah, save, just, I just save up all off. the vacation time for the summer. And See, and get, it's rude. I right on out of here. I take off the Fridays during football season to travel to the different places I have to go. And he's like, I'm just going to take all your Fridays and put them in the summertime. <laughs> so there you go, Stormy. Check you later. <laughs> have fun. But it was fun. And so a couple of the defensive ones though that we did was Max Crosby to go over nine and three quarter sacks. He has 10 and a half already. Um, so that one is in the bank, um, which is good feeling. And then Bobby O'Karake um, and the Indianapolis Colts defense is eight tackles away from going over his tackles prop. So the uh, Shaq Leonard lack of availability for the majority of the season. He has certainly cashed in and padded the stats on there for my prop. We have uh, we've <laughs> all but cashed our our Vikings bets yes. as well. That is, I'm going to go ahead and just count those as wins. Uh, I can't believe I have to sweat this Giants all over. <laughs> they have seven wins, and I have them at eight at plus two fifteen. And I'm actually sweating this now with all these injuries that they have going on and everything. I mean, like they don't have anyone to throw the ball to. I mean, defensive sides ravaged. I'm like, I can't believe I'm like, oh, at this point, just, just push, just, just push, just, just give me the money there. back. Yeah. I mean, like I, I'll take <laughs> the money back at this point. Just get to the eighth win. Please don't end seven and 10. It, and it's, oh, it's, God. it's a real possibility. That would be the worst. It's a real possibility. I know. You well, know what I was doing over here? Hmm. Sitting here making the same game parlay. Ooh, what do you have for us? Because it is like I Almost said earlier, it is Thursday night football Thursday night. coming up. Friday night football. Like, that's Gosh, not even a thing. I um, am the worst. The Patriots yes. Bills going head to head in the AFC East. Bills laying three and a half in Foxborough, but hit me with your same right. game parlay. So, like I said, I would like to have played the Bills if this thing got to a flat three. It's not going to. It looks like it's heading back towards four. So you can play at the alt lines in mm -hmm. these um in these same game parlays. So I took Bills minus two and a half. So under the field goal, we are, I bet the over as it is anyway, but I'll took it. I took an alt number there to get under the 41, which is that other key ish number that we like to try to avoid. So I have over 40 and a half, the Josh Allen rush yards that both of both of us have in our accounts as it is anyway, over 39 and a half on Josh Allen with the mm -hmm. rush yards. And I said, Hey, look, I think they're going to really try to force feed Stefan Diggs. I think that this is one of those things where you come out Try to get him a bunch of catches early, get him into the game. So eight receptions 
for or, or more, obviously, you know, but at least eight for Stefan Diggs. If all those things were to happen, we are getting over six to one plus six twenty-five mm. on our money. So again, we are taking this thing down below a field goal, which we know how key three is. We are getting more. We're getting a couple of extra yards on Josh Allen because you and I have forty-three and forty-four, right? Forty-three and a half and forty-two and a half. Yeah. So it, we got it. We have over forty and a half. Okay. Um. Oh, I mean, over thirty-nine and a half. The total at forty and a half, as opposed to the forty-three. And the only thing we're taking up, up as is opposed digs. to because you digs. have six and a half yep. in your yeah, pocket so, already. So we're taking the digs up. Everything else we're taking down just a just a tick, and we're getting uh we're getting six twenty five on that. So again, if you think that's how the bill, you know, if you think this is how this plays out for the bills, then uh, then that's kind of how uh, you can at least tell the narrative, tell the story with that. I think if you're doing a Patriots one, you're probably gonna take. You're, you're, I think you're probably fine at the three and a half with the Patriots. You probably just take the the spread as is, but you're probably going to be looking at an under as opposed to an over. I don't think the Patriots really want. I don't think the game in which the Patriots win here is a shootout type deal. You know, okay. I think it's more of a, I think it's more of a ball control like you were talking about. Maybe you're adding in a Ramondre Stevenson rushing yards type deal. You're adding or receiving. in more. Receiving. Yeah, what's or, what's a Ramondre Stevenson like? Let's put, let's put together something here real quickly okay. with the Patriots. Then, so if we. If we like the Patriots, we like the three and a half. Can we get a better number? We could, but I mean, at this point, it it's it? like we're on the other side of the field goal anyway, okay, right? So, so we'll just we'll just take the we'll just take the three and a half. Take the three and a half. Yeah. Um, we're we, still of the belief there's going to be a lot of points in this game, right? Well, I think if you're playing the Patriots, then you're though, not. You okay, probably yeah. would rather. have Sorry, an I under. told you my brain's broken. Yes. You're right. You're right. You'd probably rather have an under. So let's take an under. Let's say under forty-seven and a half. Because that's again forty-seven ish, yeah. whatever. Let's take an under forty-seven and a half of that. And you said Ramondre. So what do we want for him? Do we want receiving? I want receiving. Or do we, want, we want receiving on Ramondre. Okay. And we're going to go receptions, or we're going to go yardage. On yardage all, on all Ramondre. Okay, Ramondre Stevenson, 25, 35, 45. What do you? What would you like here on on all, on all Ramondre? Do twenty-five on him. Okay. Or should we go higher? Because I think no, feast or famine. Go go over. What's a what's a high one? Where there's a thirty-five and a forty-five. I mean, there's a fifty-five, but I mean, that's do the forty-five. Okay, I like 45. that because, like I said, he either like goes fifty-six and seventy yards, or he so doesn't reach just it at all. those three alone. So Patriots plus three and a half, under forty-seven and a half, and then Ramondre Stevenson forty-five or more receiving yards, seven to one. Love it. Plus seven hundred. I mean. I prefer the Bills. <laughs> You're right. But, again, I, we can tell a story yes. for the Patriots as well that pays out kind of the, the same type of deal, like 7-1 yes. right there. And I did bet the 3.5. Mm -hmm. I wish that it would have been the 3, but I still didn't have a problem yep. with the 3.5. Yep. So I did that today, and I do have the Ramondre Stevenson actual prop of over 37.5 receiving yards in the bank as well as the Josh Allen over 42.5 rushing yards. I am jealous, though, of the number, the value purposes that you got on yours at minus 115 as opposed to my minus 135 but shop around you know you i just know. don't have the i don't have as many sports outs. book at my disposal as matt brown don't have as many outs as they say <laughs> with, with, with everything uh i do want to close things out here while you are still with us because you will not be here tomorrow um the offensive rookie of the year in the nfl I do think that this is a little bit more up for grabs than people are are leaving it to be. So I just want people to like maybe take a look because Kenneth Walker at minus one fifty. We still have we still have seven games left in the mm -hmm. season. And look, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Christian Watson. These are all dudes who have become de facto number mm -hmm. one receivers for their teams. I think they could rack up some decent st like counting stats. 
along the rest of over the course of seven games. And if Kenneth Walker throws in a dud or two, a couple mm-hmm. of stinkers, like I, I don't think that minus one fifty is 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 a slam dunk right now. I don't yeah. think this is like Kenneth Walker's award necessarily to lose at this no, juncture. Good thought process yeah. as well. And I think especially Christian Watson, since he seemed to figure things out yeah. lately, like that's an interesting, attractive name at seven to one. We got to close things out real quickly. 30 seconds with our pro tip of the hour. We do them every hour here at the network. And it has to do with live betting potentially in that Browns game. Yeah. Basically just saying, Hey, look, if you're kind of of the belief that this is, could be a slower start for this Browns team, because Deshaun Watson hadn't played in a long time. Look, look for the in-game betting opportunities if it's low scoring in the first quarter second quarter or even at halftime you can look to come in on some unders in game live but if you believe that hey he just needs a little bit of experience yep actionable insights that you can only get if you are a vsin subscriber vsin.com slash subscribe vsin prime time with tim and sean coming up next hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.